This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. On Wednesday... President Biden will visit Israel. He's coming here at a critical moment for Israel, for the region, and for the world. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken there, speaking from the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. In an address, he confirmed that President Joe Biden will travel to Israel on Wednesday. It's as concerns increase that the Israel-Hamas war could expand into a larger regional conflict. Speaking on BBC Breakfast this morning, UK Foreign Office Minister Andrew Mitchell said that the President's visit is extremely important and conveys that the Western alliance stands behind Israel. I I hope very much that his arrival in Israel will send a very strong signal of support uh, for Israel at this time, as well as advancing uh, plans on all fronts, both to hold Hamas to account for the terrible crimes that this this terrorist organisation has committed, but also to advance the plans for humanitarian relief and what comes after, which are so important. It's as the unfolding humanitarian crisis in the Gaza Strip is becoming more dire. The UN says a million Gazans have already been displaced by Israeli airstrikes. Power is out, drinking water is running scarce, and fuel supplies for hospital generators are low. But Anthony Blinken said that the US and Israel are developing a plan to get much-needed aid into the area. It is critical that aid begin flowing into Gaza as soon as possible. More than 1,300 people in Israel have been killed by Hamas since the 7th of October, and more than 2,700 people have died in Israeli retaliatory strikes in Gaza. Joining me now is Robert Fox, the Evening Standard's defence editor. Robert, how concerned should we all be of a wider war in the Middle East? I think people should be very concerned about a widening war, particularly in the developments over the previous 24 to 36 hours. We have the really rather dramatic news that President Biden is to visit Israel Wednesday, uh, local, uh, to oversee what the plans are in detail for further military developments from Israel into Gaza, and would seem to be a ground operation, which is looking by increasingly difficult and uh, hazardous. There are concerns about Mr. Netanyahu's military leadership. He has a bit of a military background, but he doesn't seem to be taking the advice of his more moderate military commanders or rather military veterans like Benny Gantz, who's now back in the cabinet, a former prime minister and a former defence chief. 
and there are others around like Ehud Barak, a very, very accomplished, long interview in The Economist saying you have to be very, very careful about operations in Gaza. And both Gantz and particularly Ehud Barak have had deep personal experiences of operations there. Now you've got that, but at the same time, you have the ratcheting up of rhetoric from Tehran. And we have had the Islamic Republic's foreign minister, Hossein Amir Abdullahian, quite a firebrand, very articulate, threatening preemptive action, as he puts it in English. Should Israel mount a land operation into Gaza? And then he has said Iran's allies, particularly Hamas and meaning Hezbollah as well, the militias in the north, in Lebanon, on the Israeli northern border, are likely to take action, quote, all options are open. This is a very worrying development that the thing could go wider, because particularly Hezbollah, which is sheer Lebanese, but very closely allied to um, Iran, is very, very well armed indeed, with over 100,000 rockets and missiles of different types, according to some estimates. And also they have a capability of shooting ships coming close inshore off the Israeli-Lebanese-Egyptian coast. And on a practical level, just how far could it widen to? Well, it's very difficult to say, because that's why the US, very interestingly, have sent in two carrier groups, the USS Gerald R. Ford, which is a very, very modern, big aircraft carrier, and uh, the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, a pretty old uh, giant carrier by anybody's standards. I went aboard her in the mid-19, the early 1990s, just before the Gulf operations of of, of, of 91. But they're still um, very active, and they can mount operations of up to 150 aircraft. Now, this has to be said, it's very interesting. They're heading towards the East Mediterranean, the Gulf area, is that America is not attempting to base aircraft in neighboring or adjacent countries. They might normally uh, forward base aircraft in Turkey, which is a NATO ally, or even try Egypt, possibly Saudi Arabia, Qatar in the Gulf. They're not even going to try that this time. They're so friable, so fragile is the situation. And the Americans are very worried, I think, and the British too, and many European allies about the posture of the Arab world as to what they are up to. And the Arabs have got themselves into something that they did not want. They're standing by on the sidelines. They haven't historically helped the Palestinian people in the West Bank, Gaza, and in East Jerusalem in a way that they might. They haven't been exactly Mr. and Mrs. Positive about this. Now they have the likelihood of a nightmare scenario of a war between Israel and Iran. And whose side do they take then? As you mentioned earlier, President Biden will visit Israel tomorrow. Just how crucial is this visit and what will he hope to achieve whilst he's there? Well, it makes me scratch my head because I've never known this to happen. And in the history of Israel, which is now since 1947-48, the independence was achieved, 48, was that this has never happened, that uh, an American president has gone into 
the Middle East in the middle of a full-blown Middle East crisis. This is quite a desperate throw, and it's obviously been thought out very carefully by Anthony Blinken and Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, and Lloyd Austin, uh, the Defence Secretary, because they must be worried about getting a grip, as I said, on uh, Netanyahu, because Netanyahu's behaviour in the run-up to all this, is now being questioned. Why he was asleep at the wheel on intelligence as to what the attack into the kibbutzim and the settlements around Gaza, particularly as there now appears to have been quite a direct warning that something was up 10 days before from Egypt. So what is it? Is it that his very right-wing allies want a totally maximalist approach to the Arab-Israeli issue. And remember, Mr. Gavir, the security minister, and Mr. Smodrich, they're very close allies from Jewish religious parties, have talked about ending the two-state solution and wanting to dominate, particularly in the West Bank, militarily, security terms, and in terms of civil society, it seems totally unrealistic, that approach. But they're very worried. I think that this is the part of the general international conversation, but it's not getting into the new headlines. They're very worried about that that particular tale is wagging the dog of Netanyahu's government, despite bringing in moderate centrists like Benny Gantz of the Bloom-White Alliance. Others, like Yair Lapid, have refused to join that government. So it is very, very worrying indeed. And there have been A lot of Israeli comment, particularly in the English-speaking press, which is very strong in Israel, because you've got the Times of Israel, which is an excellent online paper, and you've got Haaretz, where they have been outspoken in saying, you've got to be careful how you take this one forward. And Ehud Barak gave a particularly interesting interview to The Economist just two days ago, saying, you know, that going in, saying we're going to smash Hamas into Gaza just like that, Uh, is absolutely the wrong approach. It has to be phased and thought out. And I must say that uh, that Mr. Barak, former prime minister, former general, head of the Israeli Defense Forces, say, you are not going to eradicate Hamas like that. You will not be able to do it because a lot of the critical elements of Hamas just aren't there. They aren't in Gaza. As we have heard, since October the 7th, with a lot of the spokesmen and a lot of the political direction and a lot of the financial direction coming from Beirut and from Qatar. Time for a quick break. Stay there to hear more from our defence editor, Robert Fox, on the unfolding humanitarian crisis in Gaza and the plans to get much-needed aid to people in the area. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Still with me is the Evening Standards Defence Editor, Robert Fox. Robert, there's an unfolding humanitarian crisis in Gaza. Anthony Blinken has said that the US and Israel have plans to help get aid to those who need it in the area. How difficult is this operation to carry out and do you think it will be successful? Very difficult and I see very low chances of it as it is presently set up of it achieving because they're only dripping very necessary aid elements, medicine, bit of food, water above all into the area. And a lot of the neighbors, particularly Egypt, most important one, are playing such an ambiguous game. I've just been on uh, Arab Sky television in which uh, they were saying, oh, Egypt is doing this, that, the other. Egypt does not want a mass crossing through the Rafa crossing in the south into Egypt. They are very suspicious of Hamas because they have had problems with them continuously. And you have to note that Hamas is seen as the ally, uh, the blood cousin of the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, Muslim Brotherhood, very much centered in Qatar, which also gave a lot of trouble with Mr. Mwazi's democratically elected Islamist regime in Egypt, which lasted barely a year because what he wanted was it to be an Islamic Republic and it was knocking away the democratic credentials. And that's why the Sisi takeover took place. And effectively, it is a, a military civil regime very much under siege itself. They want to help, but they do not want the Palestinian problem to come back into the Sinai Desert, which they now have uh, authority for and responsibility for. And that that is Egypt. And so it goes on. And the thing behind this is everybody is talking tactics and operations. And Netanyahu is uh, can be as extreme as Donald Trump in his rhetoric at, at times. But there is no long-term situation. And I think what somebody as professional and thoughtful as Anthony Blinken must be seeing, is there is no long-term strategic thought, which there has to be now. You can read more on this story and others in the Evening Standard newspaper or on our website, standard.co.uk. And that's it from this episode of The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.